Hey folks, what is up? I hope everybody is having a beautiful day. I can't believe we are halfway through October already. It's crazy. Um, but here we are. We're in the fall, officially rooted in the fall. My pool is filled with leaves and we are awaiting the closure of it, but we have not been able to go in it for the past like two and a half weeks because it's been too cold. So here we are. The first thing I want to talk about is um, a few weeks back, I had my BFF, Lauren Adams, on, and we talked about our upcoming workshop that we're holding with Martha Nichols, and I wanted to update you on that. We had to move the date, so now the official date is November 1st from 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can sign up for that at (laughs) laurenadamsdance.com. Okay, on to today's topic. So we have been talking about money and your thoughts about yourself and how you identify. And I felt like the next obvious topic is on worth versus value. And I say worth versus value because I view them as two different things. I see worth as your intrinsic worth or worthiness, um, like the worthiness we all possess just by being born. Right. So you have You are worthy of being here. You are worthy of like experiencing life and your desires and all the things, all the human experience because you were born. You're here on this planet and we are all worthy. And I believe that value is what we give to others that they are willing to pay us for or our economic value. So that's how I'm going to differentiate the two, your worthiness or worth um, and your economic value. So there's a lot of talk in the arts about what we are worth as performers, as teachers, as artists. And I've had lots of conversations with people about um, where they say they're standing up for themselves um, around being paid with their worth. And it seems like a really empowering thought, but it can actually create the opposite result of what you want. When we conflate worthiness with economic value, And we believe that if someone is not willing to pay us what we believe we deserve, then we believe that somehow they're saying that we lack worthiness because our worthiness is tied to the value we create for them, right? So basically, it's like if someone's not willing willing to pay you the hourly rate that you think you deserve, you're immediately making that mean that somehow they're making a statement about your your self-worth or your worthiness, this is even more problematic when we're looking at our mental programming, um, which I, which is like the messages that we've internalized about ourselves from society. So like dancers, for instance, we've talked about this in the past, like we're raised being told that we're a dime a dozen, we're replaceable, that there's always someone better than us. So this really affects the way that we enter into the working world as performers, right? We're already going in believing that we are less than, right, on the totem pole of a, of a production or a, um, a job, right? So, you know, backup dancer, right? We're only there to back up the, the star, the main person. In, you know, large-scale productions, we are ensemble, right? We are, we are considered less than the main attraction, um, which, yes, that main attraction might be, be the person who's drawing the audience in, But we're no less important to the overall picture of that piece. Does that make sense? So while we might actually in that that instance, 
right? For in terms of the value we create um, for the box office and for the producers and all those people, right? We might deserve to be paid less than the star, but that doesn't affect our worthiness as human beings. And we are no less important as humans and we're no less important to the um, success of that production. The other thing that we want to consider is if you are someone that is a woman or that was socialized as a woman or anyone that finds themselves aligned with feminine cultural norms, you have been ingesting messaging that has maybe not explicitly, but indirectly said you are worth less than a man. Additionally, having one or more marginalized identities will affect how you view yourself and your self-worth as it pertains to who's at the top of the ladder. And in our society, that is white, male, straight, cisgender, right? They're at the top. And so everyone else's worth is being held up against theirs, right? And they're considered to be the most worthy or the most valuable. So... If the messages that um, you've uh, you've internalized have you believing that you're already worth less, then when it comes to asking for what you're worth, um, and you're part of one or more of those marginalized communities, you will most likely ask for less than someone who has received less or internalized less of those specific gender, race, and orientation-based conditionings. So this is why we really need to stop correlating economic value with self-worth. This also goes back to our conversation about how we see rich people versus poor people, right? Do you believe that rich people have some sort of predetermined greater intrinsic value? I mean, probably not consciously, but we're more often operating from our subconscious. That's where there can be like a dissonance when you try to ask for more money. Intellectually, you might believe in the value you provide, but subconsciously, you are operating from programming that is telling you that you are not worth more or that you should be happy with what you've been given, right? That's that like spiritual bypassing with gratitude, right? Like I should just accept what's given to me. So let's talk a little bit about economic value. Economic value is literally just math. Like we talked about this with money. Money is math. It's not personal. It's the amount of money that someone is willing to pay you for your service, like period. You have a thought in your brain about what the monetary equivalent is for the value you provide and for like the service that you're offering for someone else. They're either going to agree with you or not. And it's not personal. If they do not agree with you, it's your job to sell them on that value. But the problem is that when we tie our value to our worth, We are always believing that someone should just recognize our worth, right? They should just recognize like like that we are worth that amount of money. Like if they really valued us, then they would see how much we do and they would offer us a job or a raise or a bonus or whatever it is that you think you deserve. You think that someone is just going to like come up to you and hand it to you if they recognize your worth slash economic value. But like that's not how it works, <laughs> right? In any business and performers, you are a business of yourself, right? You are your business. You're the one that's responsible for selling others on the value you bring. That is the only thing that you should ever be selling. Whether it's an interview, an audition, on your social media pages, you are selling your economic value. You are selling what you can bring 
by being there, right? How do you improve that company? How do you make them more money, essentially, right? That's what that's what business is about. It's about making money. So your value, your economic value is about how much money you can help someone else make. And then you will be compensated for that. And like this comes up with any business, especially in like dance studios, right? Like I've seen dance studio owners like think that their students and their parents should just see the value because they've poured their heart and soul into the students. But like what they've really done is made business personal and they've attached their self-worth to their, their students and the parents' opinion of them. And every business is personal to the owner. Like my business is very personal to me. But when I when I say it's personal, it's about what I'm creating. What are the results that I'm creating? It's not about what other people think of my business, right? If you want people to appreciate what you're providing, then you have to over-deliver on value, right? And then you still have no control over whether or not they think what you're offering is valuable or not. They're still a human being with a human brain, and they're going to make up their own mind about what they think is valuable and what isn't. My coach, Brooke, has this example that she uses all the time um, about selling someone a Mercedes for $10. It's like, here, I've got this Mercedes. It's $10. Do you want it? And if the person on the other end is like, no, I'm not interested, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, you don't want my Mercedes? Like, what do you, that means you don't, you don't think I'm valuable. You don't like me. No, I'd be like, you're insane. This is a Mercedes and it's 10 bucks. You don't see the value in that? And if they don't see the value in it, they just don't see it, right? And then I'm like, well, I think they're kind of crazy, but I'm going to move on. That's what your business is like. If someone doesn't see the value, you either market yourself. And when I say market, I mean you provide value ahead of time. Or you decide that like, that's not your person. That person just doesn't see the value and you're going to move on. You're not going to waste time and energy and effort. That is if you see it as economic value and not your self-worth. The last thing I want to touch on is that you don't have to sort out your feelings of worthiness or your like self-limiting beliefs to make money. I think this is really common, especially... um, Anyone who does any kind of work with like manifesting, right? If you're like, I'm very, I'm very into Abraham, um, Abraham Hicks. Um, a lot of people have read um, the the Secret or in, in, into the Law of Attraction, or even um, A Course in Miracles, right? Like, there's a lot of uh, talk about like aligning yourself um, spiritually and like like living in your belief, right? And if you if you can step into the belief and live into the belief then you will manifest what you want. But here's what I want to say about that. (laughs) Um, Not that I don't believe that that is really powerful. I do believe that our emotions, our feelings are what drive our actions. And that's actually um, the main coaching tool that I use. It's called the model. It's called the self-coaching model. My coach, Brooke, developed it. And basically, everything in life fits into five categories, a circumstance, a thought, a feeling, an action, or a result. And in this model, um, we say your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings drive your actions, right? So it's either a feeling you want to feel or a feeling you're trying to avoid feeling, (laughs) right? But that's what's going to drive you to act. So 
Yeah, if you can really step into um, a belief around creating like economic value and creating money and you can believe that and it makes you feel committed or excited or driven, you're going to get out there and you're going to take the actions required to meet your goal, right? To create the result that you want in your life. But it is also entirely possible to not feel worthy or not have like a high, like high self-esteem or, or have a high self-worth and go out in the world and create a lot of economic value that then will be reciprocated in dollars, right? So there are lots of people out there that have created mass amounts of value in the world and that is being demonstrated in the money that they make. But some of them also lack self-esteem and self-worth, right? Like, we don't know. We don't know what's going on in in everyone's mental and emotional lives. But the results are in the cash, right? We see that they like that they have put value into the world and that and that value is being returned to them in money. Yeah. Then there are like other people in the world who have all the self-worth. Like their their self-worth is not attached to their economic value at all. And they have no desire to make any more money than they already make because their worth is not at all tied to the money they have or don't have. So you don't have to clean up anything, right? Like to go out in the world and and make the kind of money that you want to make. The only thing you need to do is divorce your feelings of worthiness from the, the economic value that you provide to the world. So really think about this because I'm sure many of you um, have been conflating your intrinsic human, God-given, if you believe in God, worth, worthiness, and your economic value. If you can separate the two and move forward being sure of the value you provide in whatever job or career you're in, then deciding what to charge and what to accept will be easy. You will have eliminated all of the drama that goes into making those decisions. So there you have it, folks. Let me know if this topic resonated with you. Um, I want to hear from you, especially if it upset you. (laughs) Um, I believe that whenever we're getting defensive about something, it's because we actually think that there's some truth in it. Think about it. Like if someone is like looking at me and they're like, you have green hair. And I'm like, I don't have green hair. You're crazy, right? It's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not defensive about that. But if I already have some like, like self thoughts that are negative, right? In terms of like the value that I, I give in the world or create in the world. And then someone tells me that they don't think what I'm providing is valuable, then I'm going to get super defensive. I'm going to feel like I need to like show them and prove to them that I have value or that I have worth. Um, And that's just because I'm already doubting it myself. So if you got defensive at all, I would really love to hear from you. But regardless, um, I'd love to hear from everybody. So you know where to find me. I'm on the socials, my Instagram, the only underscore Chris Hale. Um, I'm on Facebook, Chris Hale Life Coach. You can email me at thedancecoachpodcast at gmail.com. And I hope you have a great weekend, everybody. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast 
and you are inspired to build more awareness, take more action, and get more accomplished, you have to go on over to my website and get your free How to Get Anything Done Goal Setting Worksheet. In it, I walk you through my entire goal setting process from start to finish. And if you're interested in taking these skills to the next level, studying them, and having one-on-one support for applying them to your life, go to www.chrishale.co. That's .co, not .com, to book your free consult today. Thank you.